0: Hey, John. How are you this week?
1: Hey, Ellen. How are you?
0: I'm good. Uh, looking forward to the long weekend, although um, not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, some interesting stuff happening this week. Um, something called the Anti-Money Laundering Act of 2020 seems to have gotten a little bit of traction in the Senate. What are you hearing about that?
1: Yeah, this is the first time uh, since really since the Patriot Act, the most massive attempt to update the AML infrastructure that we've seen. As we're recording this, the Senate is actively uh, working on the National Defense Authorization Act, and this would be an amendment to that act. So if this were to move, as, as we've said, would be clearly in 20 years the, mo- the most changes we've ever seen to AML laws and regulation and guidance.
0: And the um, at least the idea of making
1: it an amendment seems to have some bipartisan support. The um, co-chairs or the chair and the ranking member of the Senate Banking Committee, uh, Senator Crapo and Senator Brown are together on this. And there's certainly bipartisan support in general. And obviously we can't in a couple of minutes cover everything. We will do a more in-depth review of this as it moves, but having it bipartisan is a major factor.
0: Yeah. So it's, we, we might see, even if it doesn't survive as an amendment, we could see it come around as a standalone piece of legislation. It's certainly important enough and big enough. So John, last fall, actually last summer and last fall, you were writing about this um, uh, because we had some hope that maybe something would move before the end of 2019. That didn't happen. And this is actually bigger than what was on the table then. But what are a couple things in here that um you want to highlight that are either new or uh, certainly different than what we've seen uh, in the prior proposals
1: well i don't know how much is new i will say the house has been really uh, very active in this as well and a lot of the house themes are in this in the senate version um things like information sharing which is so essential to the financial sector feedback increase of feedback loops we've always heard our community complain about the need for more feedback so they can be more proactive and establishing priorities, focusing on the risk-focused exam themes that regulators are supposed to be doing and don't do all the time, all of that, looking at thresholds for reporting, doing studies on SARS and CTRs, how to improve that. So there's so much in here that's not only uh, worth reviewing, but can uh, actively help filers and those of us uh, who are supervised and regulated in the BSA space.
0: Yeah. Uh, so one of the things I noticed is that there is a section on here uh, in here related directly to arts and antiquities. I know that's that's a, a topic that you care a lot about. and been doing a lot of work in. Um, do you think it goes far enough?
1: Well, it's a study, but it's good in that it's including both uh, categories, the art world as well as the antiquities world. As folks know uh, who've been following this, the Antiquities Coalition has created a financial crime task force that many of our peers and we are involved in, and we're putting out recommendations and advocacy there. This particular section asks that the FBI, the Justice Department, all law enforcement work with the private sector. Uh, to come up with a report on uh, whether or not it makes sense to apply the Bank Secrecy Act to dealers in arts and antiquities. And this is something that we think has uh, long been necessary, but I think could result in something very, uh, a very strong direction that we could have these changes uh, after this study is completed.
0: Yeah. And the study has a pretty short uh, uh, time frame; It's 180 days from passage, which... Uh um, that in Washington, uh, in the Washington time zone, that's, that's like warp speed. So exactly.
1: Yeah. And and sorry to interrupt. The one other thing i mentioned real quick is there's an extensive section in, in the bill, in the amendment on de-risking, defining it, trying to come up with the the rationales, why it's occurred and how, in addition to GAO studies, how can, how, how can it be remedied? So I think that's, Uh, so important to the humanitarian uh, groups that we also work with, and I think uh, long needed too.
0: Yeah, there's also a section, not surprisingly, on creating a beneficial ownership uh, reporting process uh, at a very high level, because it's pretty detailed. Uh, It requires the covered companies uh, to report, not the uh, chartering entities in the states and things like that. So I think that It'll be interesting to see if that happens, how the regulations work to actually make enforcement effective. But um, again, more to come later. Uh, Any last words, John?
1: No, be safe, everybody. Have a good uh, Fourth of July. We will stay on top of this and more content to come. Have a good weekend. You too.